morning huddle time. A sense of belonging in a company actually increases job performance by 56%. It's like a lot of times all that 3D data is there. They've done the work. They've done the engineering. They've done the slopes. They've done all the 3D polylines are already in their file. There's just a huge disconnect between what they do and the builders right now. 13,000 available unfilled construction jobs in this country, 11 million available unfilled jobs overall in this country. One of the great culture things I see in construction is people just get it done. At the end of the day, we've built 100% of the building. There's no 80-20 rule. Think of the technology that has been that has been brought into existence in the last 60 years, and you think of the productivity gains that have, say, occurred in agriculture, which is up 1,750% our manufacturing, which is up 400%, and construction is flat to negative. This was always supposed to just be a six episode mini series. <laughs> Stacy, I want to remind you of that. Good morning, it is morning huddle time. Chad Prinky here with Stacy Holzinger. Stacy, how are you today? I'm doing great, I'm better, <laughs> lots more energy. So. We've got a healthy Stace. Yes. I'm back. <laughs> awesome. Good. Uh, so glad to hear it. Those things can um, really grab on and and, and uh, stick around. So what what do you, um I, you know, our, our guest today, uh, who we'll introduce in just a few moments, I know is somebody from your uh, personal and business network. Um, yeah. There's there's some peer group that you're a part of. I, what, what Tell me about that. Yeah. So I was asked to be in a cohort with around, I think there's 30 of us all across the US in various different fields, but we all share the common goal that we want to promote skilled trades. Um, we met once in person in Vegas a few months ago. We're meeting again next week in Vegas, but we meet monthly for two hours and we're in our research phase uh, right now. Um, we all, each of us have a how how might we statement that we have to uh, come up with and then do the research behind on how we can like for example my my how might me how might we statement is how might we connect contractors to career explorers how can we make that connection so they can um, promote the trades better. Um, but yes, Jason, Jason, our guest is one of, he's like a true Renaissance man. I've got to know him pretty well. He is, you know, he'll get into his story, which is really exciting, but we're working together with this large group. And at the end of uh, this cohort, which is sponsored by Bendable Labs and Harbor Freight Tools, um, I believe they select one uh, person and they'll fund whatever solution that we come up with. Um, and this is their second cohort group. So I'm, I'm hoping we can meet our first cohort group too, to see what they um, came up with. So the whole thing is very exciting. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot of people in our group that are directly involved with the school system, which I think is the big disconnect between the schools and the businesses, because we have a lot of small businesses that just don't have the resources or funding to or time just to connect with the school. So that's why I'm there. That's my goal is to try to figure that out. That's awesome. It's you know the, the your passion for for workforce development and and you know creating the the future 
of the construction industry and in, in, in terms of, you know, young talent and, and making it a viable career option is uh, it's tangible. And I, you know, we all have our thing uh, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by uh, I'm impressed by that that mission that you have. Uh, and I, I can't think of a better lead in to introduce our guest uh, this morning. Uh, you just gave, uh, uh, you know, a pretty uh, strong endorsement and introduction uh, uh, of your own. Jason Blackwell is here with us. Jason is, uh, as Stacy said, MCCER's 2022 Harbor Freight Tools for Schools grand prize winner, and he's Alabama's head of uh, career and technical education. Jason, thanks for being with us uh, this morning. I am excited to be here. You know, you all, I've watched some of y'all's episodes and uh, y'all put out some good content. I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, well, we're, we're really proud to have you here and uh, look forward to hearing your story, as uh, as Stacy said. So so if you would, and, you know, as long as it takes, Jason, <laughs> paint the picture for us, right? How'd you get, you know, how'd you get to where you are? Paint, paint the picture of exactly where you are uh, and, and, uh, and, you know, what did your road look like? Excellent. Um, so yeah, walk us through your story, Jason. Well, um, I did not set out to be a teacher and, um, I got in a wreck in 2012. Uh, prior to that, I was a millwright for about 10 years, built houses. Uh, my dad was a trades guy and it wasn't too many things. I live in a neighborhood where everyone knows how to do everything. And uh, we just didn't hire anything done, whether we didn't have the money or it just cost too much or just my dad was just hard headed and we just did it. So I stayed up my daddy's um, shirt tail and just learned everything I could. And uh, I come from an age that was prior to Internet and we had to ask people how to do things. And, um, and in 2012, my life changed a little bit. I had a semi that hit me, rear ended me and messed my neck up. And um, I'm pretty good with that now, but I had a lady that just was very adamant for me to teach electrical class. And I was like, I'm not teaching kids. <laughs> not teaching kids. <laughs> no, I don't no thank you. <laughs> they, they got on my nerves, you know, I've trained enough of them in, um, you know, workforce and business and industry that um, to know that they just, I, I had, didn't see any potential in them. But anyway, I, I walked in my classroom and uh, she talked me into at least trying it out and coming here and her out. I walked in the classroom and I was like, what have I got myself into? So I was like, she said, here's the keys, go forth and do great things. And then that was my classroom management, my how to teach, everything was right there handing the set of keys to me. So uh, I took the books home with me that they wanted me to teach, look over them. And I was like, man, I can do this. So. I come in teaching uh, load calculations. I come in teaching all these kind of things. And the guys is like, uh, I was like, oh, this is a nail. <laughs> this is a <laughs> Exactly. So, Ass and nerves. Yeah. Yes. So I had to step back because, you know, they, they, they was not raised like I was. And I took a lot sure. of things for granted that, you know, this is a hammer. Do not leak the hammer. The hammer does other things things you know so this is a tape measure and uh you know so um very rudimentary skills and uh i just developed a passion for it and after the first year uh, i had an old guy that come up to me and was like you know if you're going home tired you're teaching wrong and uh, i evaluated some of my 
abilities and I started putting a lot more on the kids and I just had to step back and breathe when they was messing things up because that was part of the learning process and I stepped back and looked at how many things my dad and my neighbor and my brother-in-law fixed for me over the years that I tore up messed up and I was like well, I could do the same thing for them and uh, I just kind of give them the reins and I would become more of a facilitator and that's made me pretty successful for helping them think outside the box so that's awesome yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's how humans learn best is by doing and trying. Oh, by fire, brother. That's right. <laughs> Jason Blackwood don't like pain, you know. So anything that causes him pain or anything, or money, I don't like spending money. So <laughs> pain you know, or money, you know. So anything like that, that I'm going to learn real quick. Yeah, well, it's it's a great educator, isn't it? Pain is a fantastic educator, and and going through that experience. Um, you know, gives you also a sense of accomplishment and autonomy that you don't get when somebody's hanging over your shoulder and kind of correcting you and making sure you don't screw anything up. So at the end of the day, it, not only are you learning better, but uh, you're, you're building a real self-confidence, not, not some, you know, everybody gets a trophy self-confidence, but like mm -hmm. a real self-confidence. You're, you're making memories and a memory will stick with you for a long time. Uh, I've had several kids hit their fingers with a hammer or get electrocuted when I was like, hey, don't touch this. Next <laughs> day, like, yeah, I said, you touched it, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I did. It's like, well, I told you not to touch it. I told you not to touch it. I got um, real quick in my early age, or earlier days in um, education, I started getting me a pair of EH boots because some of the students would play a joke on me or, you know, something. They'd have something live and. I knew that I had turned it off, but they had turned it on. So, you know, you have to get creative with kids. And um, again, you know, in the classroom, we try to make memories and, um, you know, it, it allows them to learn. Like you said, it's, it's a process. And they, I figured out the process that helps them remember things, whether it's um, shocked or, you know, a funny story. And a lot of stuff that I teach, I try to relate to it. I, I try not to make eye contact with a lot of people because just things just randomly happen to me. It'll, it'll be a piece of metal all the way from across the room. It's going to find me. You know, <laughs> so I've got plenty of stories of tell and plenty of scars and, um, but you know, the kids relate to it because the biggest thing will be an educator and, 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 workplace is being real well nobody likes a sunday school answer you know what what got you where you are how did you get there and just it's life life happens and you just go through it the best you can just like anyone else but it helps to have that mentor or that person can like yeah that happened to me too mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh this is awesome so all right um uh, you know uh, stacy i i hope you don't i never announced this but i just kind of assumed uh, because of your proximity to this topic and, and your relationship with Jason, I figured I'd just keep you on the whole time. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Last questions is, is there anything in Jason's story uh, that, that you, you know, that he hasn't shared that you uh, have heard him share with you that you want him to, to spend time talking about? Well, we, we touched on the contest you won. Can you talk about how you were nominated and what that experience was like and the whole process of that and, Who's who? Um, yeah. And uh, so Harbor Freight Tools for School is different from Harbor Freight, the actual place where you buy tools. Mm -hmm. um, they're an educational foundation that really sets forth to really go and instill things and find some of the best career tech teachers in the nation. 
And uh, I put in for it one year and didn't really get it. And uh, I mentor a lot of people throughout the state of Alabama. And uh, one of my mentees actually won the $50,000 a year prior. And she had to let me know that she won it. So she's like, well, you need to do it this year. And um, so I did. And I, we, uh, Hurricane Sally had come through and uh, really I had a great group that year. And we, we spent um, several weeks sharpening chainsaws and uh, fixing chainsaws for the community where they could get trees and stuff out of the yard and off their houses. And then we spent several um, weeks um, actually going to people's houses and taking trees off their house because they just couldn't afford to get it. And some of them didn't have insurance. And, um, you know, we were doing the work and uh, I had such a great group of students that year. And um, some of the things that I learned through the years, I was really starting to piece them together. A lot of times we have a lot of the puzzle pieces, but they're just not connected, right? You'll make them fit. And it just clicked for me that year. And I sit down, I was like, my students really deserve me putting in the effort to do this. And I just sit down and it took me 40 hours to go through there. It was only eight questions or nine questions. And you had to, it was a proximity of amount of um, characters and spaces it could be. And that was the hardest part to put everything I wanted right on a piece of paper that had to be 2000 character spaces and everything. And just to show the the passion that my students have and the passion that uh, God has given me to teach and to make sure that our community thrives, um, I just sit down and was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do the best I can with it. You know, one question took me four hours to to answer. I'd go back and race it and go back and do things. And um, so I ended up winning one hundred thousand dollars. It was thirty thousand dollars. It was wrote to me, sent to me and seventy thousand dollars for the school for my classroom in particular and it's no stipulations on the money and um, the the cool thing with actually winning that uh, there's only five first place winner or hundred thousand dollar winners and um, but it put me in a group of people of some of the most like-minded most passionate people that you could ever be around yeah. and that's really that's just one of the coolest things that I've ever been around because, you know, it's hard out there trying to teach students that don't want to learn something or they don't even realize they want to learn it. But you've got to spark that interest. And sometimes that's hard to spark. I mean, if you ever tried to take a cigarette lighter and or a match or a torch or anything and try to burn something that's wet. A lot of these students and these kids and even young adults and I've even had some older adults coming back and learn. They are hard to ignite because they've been through life and things is just beat them down. And so they're just they're just like a wet rag that you're trying to catch on fire again. And um, you know, so being around these like minded people has really just like the group that Stacy and I are in with the cohort for leadership. It takes that, and that's the reason it's so important for educators and, and business and industry people to have that morale and that environment that uh, constantly dispuse positive reinforcement. So that's been a really cool thing to be part of Harbor Freight. And uh, the, the grant changed my community. You know, my school was not known for anything. And, you know, and our, my students, the students at the school put it on the map. You know, and they was able to buy the equipment they needed and uh, put some uh, much effort into the classroom and just they they just took passion. Now, as students come in there, they want to they want to be in there like, hey, look what we can do. If you just put forth a little bit of effort, um, it, it goes a long way. Even if you don't win an award, it's still investing in yourself and investing in other people. So you still can't go wrong with that.
So you invested the money, and the the, the kids actually uh, identified what they wanted to invest the money well, in. A lot of it did, yes, sir. You know, there were some things that some some students aren't aware of what equipment and things is out there. But you know, you, they sit down there and looked and said, "What do we need?" You know, and how do we need to? Um, how do we best need to spend this money? So it, it was a cool process. So what what happened? What 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 was the flip that's uh, or the switch that flipped for you when you, that took you from uh, man? I don't want to mess with kids to uh, this this fire that obviously you have this passion that you have for working with these kids. Well, seeing my first student that I changed his life, you know, or I didn't change his life, but the trades, NCCR curriculum, um, you know, Skills USA CTSOs, um, you know, that's meant to make the student better and give a student opportunity. A lot of the students really just have never been exposed to anything. And, um, you know, to see that passion come alive in a student, I was like, man, this is cool. This is worth it. You know, and you you can't run your mouth out in society or your community if you want don't want, if you want change and you're not doing something about it. So, you know, I realized that um, my dad had passed away and, um, you know, the impact that he made on me and I was just one person. And um, I'm hoping that I can ignite that same thing in many, many people. And um, I love pouring into teachers, especially people that come out of business and industry into education, because that's two different worlds. And, you know, I have really been able to see both sides of that. So I'm able to explain a lot of it. So it's really helped me be able to give other teachers a passion because one teacher can change thousands of students. And with me just being one teacher, I wanted to change more students' lives because I seen that light bulb come on and I only seen it that one time and I was like, that student's different. That kid's different. And the impact that it made. Yeah. You wanted to keep that. You wanted to you wanted to replicate that experience yeah. over again. And I think I, I think what you what what's happened is you become addicted to contribution. <laughs> you well, know, yeah, I've heard I've heard this. And, and for them to give back too, you know, that's, um, we, we donated a van. Uh, our kids did a food drive one time and a guy had donated a, we had such a good rapport with the community. A guy had gave us a van to get to a, a family in need. And so we not only gave food and, and hundreds of dollars of Christmas presents to this one family, but we also give a vehicle to this family. And for that, for 22 students to look at that and be like, just, the mouth dropped and like, man, I love this. And then to see what leaders that they've become in the community and what they've poured into it. That's why you make the community a good place as you pour into it. You can't sit there and run your mouth if you're not willing to pour into it yourself. That's exactly right. Now I, I love it. I, and so, so I'm going to jump right on that and, and use that as an opportunity to pivot to something. I know that you want to, t to take, you know, to talk about uh, being on the morning huddle. Most of our audience is made up of, uh, of the business community contractors for the most part and some other folks that, that definitely touch the construction industry, whether they're, you know, uh, uh, material supply companies or, um, you know, uh, 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 engineers or architects or fill in the blank. But um, for, for that audience, the business community, you, know, you talk about running your mouth and I'm not I'm not blaming anybody, I, but but one of the things that I've heard and I, I'm sure you have 
Uh, and Stacy, we've talked about with some other folks in the past is that, you know, uh, you know, workforce, workforce. We don't have the workforce. We need the workforce. We can't find these people. We don't, you know, I can't find enough good young people. I, I can't, I, I, you know, where am I going to get these folks? Uh, you know, all the frustration that comes along with, with that. They're complaining about it. Right. What would you have the business community do to get involved and start uh, helping with the very problem they're complaining about? Well, nobody pays attention to words. It, it takes a little action. That same thing, you know, I won't ask anyone to do anything that I hadn't done myself or I'm willing to do. And, um, you know, with business and industry, you know, it's all about exposure. I can sit there and run my and talk in a classroom and tell them all about these great and wonderful things because I've seen it. You know, I've seen these 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 lays and these flywheels that weigh 50 tons. And, you know, that's hard to explain to a student mm -hmm. and the robotics and uh, manufacturing and electrical stuff. You know, I've seen so many different things throughout my my lifetime in industry. And the students had never been exposed to anything. And if I could tell anyone anything to make, again, you got to get that spark to spark. You're trying to wet, you are trying to light a wet rag and it takes exposure, you know, for a business. And what I would tell business and industry is, you know, bring people in a classroom, find you a teacher to invest in, um, you know, find you a school to invest in. You know, they, they don't have time. Me as a teacher, I don't have time to go out beg, borrow, and plead with a lot of people. Maybe it might be one or two people that I can do that, but I just don't have a lot of time. So if, if people can come, we are always uh, throughout the nation, you know, I've been able to visit at least 15 different states and, you know, we, it's the same problem throughout a lot of them. Uh, I just come back from Oregon this past week and, you know, it was the exact same things that I, that Alabama is facing. Um, we need people on board to come speak to the classrooms to bring, you know, props or bring a video of what your your area looks like what do you do you know that's what excites students field trips the exposure of the environments um, more work-based learning there's most of the states have incentives for people to bring on apprenticeships and such in Alabama they'll pay like 80 percent of the paycheck up to a certain amount of money and, you know, the, these businesses, if they want to cultivate those students, they're going to have to get on board and say, where, where can I put my effort into? And sometimes it don't take money. And the money is nice because most of the classrooms in Alabama only get a lotted amount. You know, I try to do a when I was in the classroom, I had about a twenty five hundred dollar budget that I had to last all year. And, yep. you know, we, we build stuff and you can get really creative. But then you got barriers at the school that you can't do this and you can't do that. But if business and industry, and they, they have what to call it advisory committees, um, I would step out and say, if you got a carpentry teacher, an electrical teacher, HVAC, welding, whatever, whatever is in your area, be on their board or their advisory committee and say, how can I help you? Um, because a lot of times the people don't even realize the school. I, I recently went to um, a sawmill. Um, that needed some people and 24 miles down the road they had 64 people that was in an industrial maintenance class that's mill riding that's multi-craft and he was not even aware of it a lot of teachers don't have the ability to come see the business and industry but if the industry business and industry will reach out to them and go to some of these events um, we've talked about like CTSO skills USA is one of the biggest CTSOs throughout uh, North America 
and it allows them to do competitive events that allows the students to come from all over. Each state has their own thing, and it, it helps the students realize sometimes that they're not God's gift of like, oh, I can't be beat. And, you know, and it, it, it really makes that student become better. But business and industry needs to go to some of these events and say, wow, it'll give you hope to look at some of these students yeah. and say, they built that uh, a 16 year old student built that. Yeah. We got some cream of the crop that make it to some of these competitive events and it'll make you reignite yourself. Like not everyone's an idiot around here, you know, not <laughs> you know, because more involved. I, I, I spend my, you know, incompetence is a pet peeve of mine, but you can't get upset at that if you don't or you're not willing to take up time with someone to teach them or if you're not trying to put if your company does not have a training program to to advance your career. And that's some of the things that the students need to. You know, I've had a couple of students come by and like this kid's he works overseas, a prior student of mine. He brought a month's paycheck and he made twenty two thousand dollars. It was hard for him. The students paid attention to that. It's like, that's not real. You, you, that's, you put that on camera. No, that's, that's real. You know, I show you on taxes and I'm like, you need an employee, <laughs> you know, but, um, that's awesome. They, so, business. so, so, so the answers, the answer is, um, you know, go out and, um, industry. Yeah. Let me bullet point it for you. Industry speakers, tours, field trips, Sometimes they can't even get a bus there. You know, it, it, it just helps. It might like, hey, how much does a bus cost for you or in a driver? The environment, just the exposure to the environment. It could be an after school thing, you know, put on something and come to a lot of different things. And if you're as small as a construction business as I have, I have every year. Uh, over the summer, I will get a apprentice over the summer and he helps me on my farm and with my construction, just really whatever we yep. do. And I'm, I'm a one man guy and I pay him and kind of have a little apprenticeship work and in ed education it's called work-based learning. You simulated workplaces, what we want to try to put in education and we want to try to replicate it exactly like what you see in industry. And a lot, even the teachers has been out of it so long and they're so burnt out. They don't even know what industry looks like anymore. You know, so you can be like, Hey man, come, come, come see what we got going on. A lot of times it just takes that teacher to become back on fire and be pulled into, to ignite those students again, you know, Everyone yeah, I can relate to that too because when I was just out at Thomas Edison School of Technology and the automotive instructor there, he has been there for 20 plus years or so. And he was saying um, they had just hired a younger female auto mechanic and she knew things because cars are changing so much with digital stuff. So he was still teaching stuff that he knew. So that kind of reunited a fire for him. Um, so now he's kind of working with her and there, but yeah, I hear that a lot from teachers, just being in industry for so long and not having that relationship with businesses or new technology to see what's out there. A lot of stuff in, in industry too, they have to retire equipment, give it to the schools and like, Hey, we're doing this. And yeah. you know, we, we're trying to education. We try to, again, just like what's in industry. So if you got something new that like, and, and um, around here, milling, you know, they're uh, uh, tooling craft machinist. 
they have the new five axis with a college, the business and industry said you need to get a five axis machine. You know, that's a million bucks. Well, one of the industries like, well, we need, we need workers. So let's take one of ours and it's, we, we have from previous years, give it to the college. And then he's being trained on, he's training those students on that. You know, so it, it, we have to look at this whole thing as a partnership. And a lot of people are just like, it's us against you. You know, you're doing this. And really and truly and the thing that, that I'm working on with our cohort um, that Stacey and I is in, is like, how can we mesh these two? We need to get along a little bit better, and um, it, it needs to be more people bringing it up to the table and saying, "Hey," and administrators and schools listen to business industry, and so does you know, like the State Department of Education. If business in industry comes up to the building, they're going to listen to them. You know, so they have a lot more power than they realize of changing stuff. Yeah, yep. I totally agree. Uh, so, so I want to transition into audience questions. Uh, but before we do, I want to take a moment and, and recognize our sponsors for the show uh, briefly. First, I want to recognize uh, Katz A. Bosch. Katz A. Bosch is an accounting firm with a deep uh, accounting experience in the construction industry. Uh, a lot of my clients work with Katz A. Bosch. They're really happy clients. I pursued them directly and said, hey, uh, you've got a great reputation. I'd love for uh, us to be associated with each other. Um, thank you for uh, your sponsorship, uh, Katz A. Bosch. Uh, next is Lawrence Law. Um, and uh, Lawrence Law is a boutique law firm based in the Baltimore area, serving Baltimore and Washington, D.C. And, um, and I, I believe they even have a New York City office. Uh, but uh, uh, they are uh, a group of con uh, construction lawyers uh, who are very comfortable and uh, uh, you know, confident working for, through everything from you know, general uh, counsel through uh, litigation needs, reach out to Lawrence Law uh, with any questions that you have there or any legal needs. And then lastly, uh, we've got Frisco Woodline, which is a, a lumber uh, supply company based in Prince George's County, Maryland. They are an awesome group of people and um, servicing the whole uh, region with all, all, all sorts of, uh, of, of lumber uh, uh, solutions up to and including, um, you know, custom, uh, you know, fabrication requirements, even uh, even some paint uh, shop abilities. So do reach out to Frisco Woodline for any of your lumber needs. Stacy, what do we have from the audience? Yeah. So, uh, Jason, you talked about reigniting the spark. I think a lot of contractors, because we don't spend a lot of time in the classroom, what are some tips that you could give us that students would like to see or that you know really gets them excited if we were to come visit the classroom? Well, swag is always helpful, you know. <laughs> you know, company hats. My kids would fight over some of the company hats that coming in there. But just bringing that attitude and bringing that positivity with, with you, you know, of, of in order for somebody else to believe it, you have to believe it yourself. So be passionate about your company when you come into a classroom and um, maybe do some of your homework on some of the demographics around there, and, you know, knowing what the students are facing. That way you can be a little bit more relatable. But um, food always uh, excites my students. You can give them a 50 cent hot dog and they will they will they will work for three hours. Um, you know, so. um, have you seen any contractors come in and bring a lot of the times we 
um, get asked to bring some type of interaction activity. Have you seen anyone do any cool things with that? Yeah, like I any picked up, trades? Yeah, I had picked up um, uh, airplane build from a uh, engineer had come in there, you know, it, it and it, what it was was the students would build the airplane prior and then he would give them some directions on how to build the second one and see how much further it would go, you know, and he related it back to life of, you know, sometimes we just need to put a little effort into it and know how to do something the correct way and you can go a lot further, you know, so that's the reason you need to listen to a lot of people that mentor you. Um, but, you know, they, they, some of the companies bring in virtual reality and, you know, the welders, um, they'll bring in a, a Lincoln or Miller uh, type of virtual reality headset. And I've seen that a lot. And, um, also, you know, um, graph paper, they'll come in and build something like if they was going to do something manual, like on AutoCAD, that show them kind of what they actually do in the trade. And plus tools, you know, a lot of guys bring tools in there and um, the Alabama Power, some of the uh, utility companies are bring their gloves and it's like, hey, put nuts on this little bitty small screw, you know. So as, as I would definitely, you brought up a really good point. The more interactive that you can be, the better the students will be for you because you got to keep these jokers busy in the classroom and um, and just sitting there idle talk, it don't help a lot. So in PowerPoint, students don't really listen to PowerPoints. The QR code has become a big thing in my class just because students can walk up and scan that thing and um, it, it'll take them to something that they can do. And um, so definitely being interactive with the students helps a lot. And bring Thanks some cool examples. food. <clears throat> bring some food and swag. Bring yeah. some Bring some hot dogs, hats, and 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 then and, and everything else will fo follow. Yeah, exactly. Good. I like it. Nice. Yeah, I like the homework idea. That was new to me um, with the airplane, like assigning them a project ahead of time to get them excited for when the speaker comes in and then talk okay. about it. Um, well, I think we're running out of time. I'm trying to um, – anything else, Chad, that you can think of? Or Jason, did we miss anything? Uh, I wanted to touch on, you know, some of these companies, if they can have like some short term training opportunities, I get bored really quick. <laughs> so like if it's something's fixing to take, like I take college classes and stuff, I take one in the last five weeks. That is great. I can get it. I can get it done. Um, a lot of things that, that I've started trying to do with the, some of the colleges is like have a two week class or a weekend class where they learn uh, we're doing like skid steers and stuff. Come out the exposure, like just up and down with the hydraulic systems, you know, what things are, you know, so if you can have some little small training opportunities that the kids could just get a certificate, like, man, my mom and daddy, make mom and daddy proud because you got to educate the parents too, because they like, they want all their kids to go to four-year universities. And I'm not against that. I'm formally educated myself, but there's so much that you can, there's no trade that you can't make a hundred thousand dollars in right now. And if mom, if mom and daddy's on board with it and like student comes home with this cool certificate, like I went through uh, this afternoon class behind school with running a bulldozer or, uh, you know, I got certified on a couple of tools. You know, I'll, I'll put certifications out for five different hand tools, uh, you know, just something the kids can take home. It's tangible and like they'll they'll frame it. They'll send me a picture of it. Yeah. You know? So uh, those small term, small goals really helps the students realize because a lot of them 
have been beat down and don't think they can accomplish anything. So if an industry guy's got like their logo on something or their signature or, you know, like, hey, this kid come out and did this. They put a hard, hard helmet, PPE. They understood what um, this was. It, it helps a lot. And it don't take anything but to print a certificate. They ain't going to know that it ain't not necessarily real, but it's it's real to them and it's real right. to that company. It's real that you completed it. Yeah, yeah, I love that idea. I've been involved with the Summer Rise program in Montgomery County in Maryland, and that's a five-week program, and they are just taken off with so much participation. I think that's real and tactical for contractors to participate in short-term, and then, like you said, it gives those students a boost, their confidence, they learn something, a skill they took away, and it's short-term. So I love that idea. That's awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate y'all's time and everything. Yeah, I really enjoy I can, I like talking and I like, uh, I'm very passionate about education and we just got to get on the same page and it, it, it's happening. It's just a slow process, especially education. Nothing had an education, the speed of education. I had a boilermaker one time tell me and I'm like, I understood. <laughs> I understand completely what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, well, uh, again, thank you for being on. I, I, I've got this picture in my mind of, you know, at least at least for the clump, uh, companies that I'm working with, that uh, it's it's maybe just as easy as calling the, the front desk at the school and asking to, you know, get get involved. I mean, it's just that simple. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think there's the removing those barriers and getting started and picking pick a school and, and, and make an impact at that at that space. And if everybody kind of one um, world at a time, you know. Yeah. That, school, that school is a world in itself. They got their own environment. They they got their own every everything is isolated to that school. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways to contribute. So, well, good. Uh, thank you, uh, Jason. We'll be uh, back in touch and love to hear uh, how things are progressing with you into the future. And thank you again for being with us. Absolutely. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Stacy. See ya. See you next See ya. week. All right, Stacy. Um, uh, let's uh, let's do a little bit of cleanup and set up uh, for for next week. So so to continue on the CTE uh, theme, next week we have uh, somebody that I I I think is also in your uh, sphere of uh, in your world, Mr. Jarrett. Yep. Talk Mr. to me about Mr. Jarrett. Yeah, so I grew up in Northeast Philadelphia. I actually grew up in a neighborhood called Mayfair. And Mr. Jarrett popped up on my Instagram, I think it was last year, um, with a huge following. Um, he's the first CTE middle school program in Philadelphia. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, this is so up my alley. And it's in my old neighborhood. So um, I surprised him. Oh, I don't And my best friend teaches at a school, which is so crazy. Um I surprised him. I don't even know when that was. I think it was spring. And I did a presentation on um, building information modeling for the kids. And um, he's doing incredible things, just hands-on activities, which we'll talk about. I'm hoping his kids even come on. I don't know if, if Let's they're go. joining. Yeah, I'm hoping they're joining. They have a podcast themselves. So he's trying to not just incorporate... Um, the trades itself, but like other activities within construction. And then the students talk about what they learned on the podcast. They also um, 
interview industry experts. And because he's utilizing social media so well, he's having volunteers constantly come and visit his classroom and teach his kids. And that's like what we want, that partnership. So I'm excited to talk to him for sure. It sounds great. Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. Uh, it's it's um, so look forward to next week. Definitely be there. And as always, folks, uh, be sure you're added to our newsletter so that you can get caught up quickly with what uh, the previous show, the upcoming show, any show news uh, and ways to uh, to engage with Stacy and I. Um, uh, you can reach out to Stacy H at steeltoecom.com. All right. Have a good one, guys. See ya. Yeah, thanks.